I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tech Talk underway in 2022, and the phone lines and text lines are open for you. We took Christmas off, but here we are on a New Year's Day, and Doug Swinhart is in. The number is 651 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. 9226. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, this is the show for you. And it is a great day to stay indoors and get some work done on the computer. Uh, and Doug, good to visit with you. Happy New Year. Oh, thank you, Steve. And same with you. It is cold outside, isn't it? Yeah, it is cold. And unless you've got a good amount of humidity in the air coming into your home, it's dry. And we haven't had a lot of these bitterly cold days so far. There have been some, but uh, there is no doubt there is more static electricity in the air, and that can be a concern. Oh, it really can. And um, yeah, when, when Nancy and I scaled down, I was uh, sure to, to put in a, a pergo for a floor. I wanted either wood or pergo or something. Didn't have to deal with carpet anymore. But most carpets even are, are anti-static today in relationship to people having more technology. But static can really, really raise havoc. Unless the issue you're having is a consistent issue, I would first think about, well, it's probably static. Unplug it, leave it unplugged for a little while, push the power button in, let it drain, fire it back up, and should be good to go. And that'll cause all kinds of stuff. Sound, picture, you name it. Yeah, and static electricity, I know it, it can be annoying. And when you manage the humidity in your home, you need to be careful because... Too much humidity on on cold windows and cold exterior doors can cause other problems. So mm-hmm. we, we don't want too much. There's a fine balance. But uh, nevertheless, a static electricity. And, and I have found if, if there is a static electricity problem in the house and I am going to sit down at the computer, e- even a dryer sheet will mitigate some of that problem. Oh, it's absolutely huge. And if you can't get to the store... Uh, you, and you happen to have one of them cute little 50, 60 cent spray bottles from Target, take some downy um, fabric softener or stay puff, put a couple of tablespoons in the bottom of that, put some water in it, shake it up, and you actually almost have the same thing. If you got carpet, you can spray it around there, but any can of cling free or anything like that, just perfect. And I tell people too, if you're dealing with this, just keep in mind that a lot of that static to your computer comes from us as humans. So just take a little little cling free or whatever and rub down your forearms and your hands, and you're good to go. And another thing that will create static is used to be in a lot of offices, Stephen, and, and, of course, women, they like to be warm, so they buy them little heaters. 
and they'd put them right down underneath their feet, right next to the computers. That that also will create lots of dry, dry, intense static. It just use use some common sense, and we'll get through this year too. Yeah, one of the other items too is the extreme cold, and we we bring it up during the extreme heat of the summer. Is you don't want to leave electronic devices in a bag in a car and weather like this. Or, or a phone in a vehicle. Now, I know the cars sit out there and, and, and the radios and the other electronic equipment. But in general, if you can keep those phones and computers and tablets out of the extreme cold for long periods of time, and if they are, you, you need to let them gradually warm up. Oh, yeah, they got to climatize. And that's uh, the brutal heat of the summer bringing them into air conditioning. The brutal cold of winter. Uh, we here in Minnesota, people know that we live with these extremes. And your computers are very, very sensitive to these extremes. You must let them climatize. Uh, if you let, if you happen to forget your laptop out in the car and laid out there all night long and has hit down to 20 below, I would say you bring that in the house, take it out of the bag, or at least unzip the bag, and let this thing sit for a good four to five hours, minimum. Generally, you can let it sit for half an hour, but if it's been out all night long, oh, man, they absorb cold right down to the core of these things. So, yeah, use, a, again, common sense. Uh, and this is actually, I think, more brutal than the summer going into an air conditioning room. I think this is worse uh, than coming into warm. All right, let's go to the phone lines. By the way, our phone number on the program is easy, 651 461 9226, and you can call the studio and visit with producer Carrie Klatt. She'll put you through, or you can text. That'll get right into the studio uh, in front of me, and I'll pass that along to Doug. Uh, the number again, 651-461-9226. And let's start with Brian in Brooklyn Park. Brian, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Happy New Year to you both. Oh, thank you. What's up, Brian? Well, I listened to you about five, six years ago here on the show, and you were proposing that uh, Linux is a great alternative to Windows, and I took your advice, and I have been extremely happy since. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you. I put both my laptops running it in the Mint, but my question is right now on my wife's. Uh, Of course, we've done the upgrades and such as they come up, but uh, along the way, we did an upgrade, and she lost her printer function. Now, I have been researching it and trying to find everything I can. I've downloaded a new CUPS file, says it's up to date, but I still get failed to connect to server, and I can't get anything to print, no matter what I've done. The closest I can find is that the one laptop on the uh, server error has slash run slash CUPS slash cups.sock, which is not running, the one that runs starts out with a slash VAR, and then the rest of it, slash run, slash cups, and so on. I want you to give me a call. You're going to have to open up a terminal window, and we're going to have to use the remove and purge command all at once uh, to completely remove the, the cups, which is the USB, which for some odd reason has to be running even if you're running wireless. It's kind of a strange thing. But once we do that, you'll reinstall the printer. We'll remove everything just like we have to with Windows. I think you've got double drivers going on. Um, This is a rare instance on an upgrade. But you give me a call and I'll walk you right through that. 
All right, very good, Brian. Thanks for the call, and a happy new year to you and to your family. Let's stay on the phone lines. Let's go to Liz in Minneapolis. Liz, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Yes, hi, Doug. I'm wondering if you know of any reputable local sources for used memory for laptops. Well, you know, the price of of random access memory today, I wouldn't even bother to consider with used. Uh, Depending on what you're looking for, um, you can, if you can still get online, I'd suggest uh, microcenter.com. They're right over in St. Louis Park. Amazon has tremendous prices on memory. Um, and if you're having trouble figuring out what you need, uh, give me a call. I'll help you with that. But RAM modules, uh, again, in this industry, supply and demand is absolutely on steroids. But there seems to be just a plethora of RAM. In fact, I ordered RAM last week for a desktop, um, uh, PC3, DDR3L, uh, low voltage. And for 16 gigs, I believe I paid $60. And if you're 8 gigs, would be great plenty for anybody. And if you're running Windows, even 4 gigs should be enough, uh, depending on what you got for a computer. But this should not be a big expense for you at all. I wouldn't even consider used on memory sticks. Uh, crucial.com you could actually put in your computer model number and they'll show you what they have available as well send it to you and crucial is used to they're uh, send it right out to your house they'll come with instructions on how to put it in and if you have trouble i'll help you with that as well but i don't think i would consider used memory at all no need uh, and good luck to you. I hope that helps. Yeah, and RAM is is an important component for sure. But but you've touched on this before. There's no need to overdo it or max it out if you if you don't need RAM. Talk a little bit more about it. Most machines come installed with what you should need, but but expanding the RAM is that something a do-it-yourselfer could tackle? Oh, generally yes. Uh, de- desktop or laptop. Uh, some of the laptops. They get a little bit hairy where it goes. You gotta take out the keyboard. You gotta. They're they're just put together weird. But the majority of them, ninety percent, it's got a little door, and you push out the little levers. If it's a laptop, uh, the little catches on the side pops up. You slide it in at a forty-five degree angle. You can't get it wrong because it's got the little slot. Make sure it's snug in there and just snap it in and and fire it up. Many people have the misconception that more memory is going to speed up their computer. It might some, but I don't think you're even going to notice it if it happens to speed it up. RAM is a really misunderstood thing, component, I think, of computers. But the random access memory, if you don't have enough, then the operating system can't stretch out. The biggest enemy of random access memory is if people are saving data on their desktop. It's okay to make shortcuts on the desktop, but we don't want to be using random access memory as storage that belongs over on the hard drive that's the 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 biggest culprit of all and like this lady with this laptop it before she even buys memory i would say shut that baby down take the battery out push the power button to make sure it's completely drained turn it upside down take the ram out and swap the slots it's probably got two uh dim modules pull one out and put it in the other slot and just just reverse the slots that will force the memory to completely retrain. Sometimes that works like new memory. And you're right, Steve. Most computers will come today with a minimum of 4 gigs or 8. And that should be great plenty for most users. And I hope that helps. All right, quick break. We're going to come back. We'll visit with Joan. She's waiting on the phone lines. 
and we'll go to the text line. Things are filling up on this cold New Year's Day, so get in early, 651-461-9226. It is Tech Talk with Doug. You're on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Happy New Year from Tech Talk. Doug Swindhart in for the entire hour. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. We've had a bunch of calls already, and let's go right back to the phone lines. Let's bring in Joan. Joan, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi, guys. I had stated to call because my allergies are really bothering me, but I'm the one who texted you two weeks ago about getting a notice from Google saying that my Gmail is almost full that I'm almost out of storage, that I've used 91% of 15 gigabytes, et cetera, et cetera. And they were offering me a plan with, um, I believe it was Google One, where I could have more storage and access to experts and all kinds of goodies. But I wanted to tell you, no, I don't send spam or anything else. I'm just an old gal who texts back and forth with friends. And uh, I've been using computers for Oh, I suppose 20, 25 years. I have never gotten a message like this before, and I had never thought about deleting anything either, I guess. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, no, you really shouldn't have to, uh, to delete. You know, this is interesting, Steve. I had three other women call that I thought was this lady and told them the same thing. Uh, Chances are, and all three of them had this condition, chances are somewhere along the line you've set up the Google Drive as your backup, and they've got a procedure where it will actually keep track of every keystroke. I don't think it's her pictures or her email. I think it's under her Google Drive and or her photos. Uh, 15 gigabytes of space is a considerable amount of space. Now, flip side to that, if Google gets old and says, well, you might need a little more disk space, if I'm not mistaken, a terabit of drive space in the cloud I think it's like $12 a year or some ridiculous low price. You can't even buy hard drive space for that. But I don't know if this lady needs it. I, I think it's just figuring out what's taking the, the data. And once she's in her Gmail account, if she's using Chrome or Chromium, just go up and hit that little box up there that uh, looks like a square with dots, nine dots, and go in there and see what you got saved on Drive and see what you got saved underneath your photos. I think you'll be surprised to know that I doubt it's your mail. I I don't think it's mail at all. And I hope that helps. If it doesn't, give me a call, and hopefully I'll get you next time. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll put out Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program, and and you can reach out to Doug, and he gets to people as quick as he can, as you might expect. He does get a lot of calls and a lot of emails. The number on the program, again, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And uh, follow-up, Doug, I've had a Gmail account now for about 10 years, uh, and I did upgrade, and I did spend a little more money because I was using Google Drive as a backup for, for a lot of documents and a lot of stuff. Now I have a couple of systems. We've talked about that before to really make sure that I don't lose track of something super important emailing it from my old Yahoo account to Gmail or vice versa. But mm-hmm. but I have taken advantage of Drive and I have used up a fair amount of space. Now I give them a I give them a little money every month. It's not much. Yeah. Um and and I think it's actually billed out annually as you pointed out. Oh yeah. I just don't know if you can even buy it. 
the storage space any yeah. cheaper anywhere. I mean, it's it's a good deal. Yeah, and I I think th- th- this gets back to another point and um, uh, uh, about the the value of some of these services and. Um, you can do it on your own. You, you can get an external hard drive. You can get the little USB drives and store it and put it somewhere secure. But, but the one thing that you and I have talked about over and over again on the program and the value is even if your laptop is destroyed, even if, um, God forbid, uh, your home is destroyed by, by fire or some sort of other calamity, if you have stuff stored out in the cloud, you can pop on another device and get to all of that valuable information, photos, whatever. Oh, you're back to work in minutes. No question yep. about it. Absolutely no question. It's a tremendous resource. Or if you happen to have Apple products, iCloud, it's another tremendous source. Even HP, if you have an HP printer. For a while, I haven't seen it lately, but I think they still do it. They actually uh, offer cloud storage. So, yeah, it's there, and it's going to expand. And this is an area where I think a lot of people will end up saving their data in the clouds in years to come, and it'll be the only storage they have. USB flash drives. If you're going to be using flash drives, just make sure you get good ones. And you can still get good ones, but they're nowhere near what they used to be for consistency. I just ordered five of them from Amazon, and for five of them I paid $40, and they're all 32 gigabytes. That's actually kind of high price for USB flash drives today, but they're fantastic drives. And you got to be cautious with USB flash drives these days. You do get what you pay for, and you pay for what you get in this particular media for sure. Uh, good call. Thank you so much. Yeah, very good call. Once again, Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Uh, let's jump to the text line. They're really starting to pile up, and that, that's always a good problem to have. Um, what about Windows 11? How do I download it? I want to get it. Uh, someone here is chomping at the bit to get Windows 11. Uh, again, you know, I would mention that if it's a, a machine that you're using daily, consider it a production machine. I just don't think it's time, but it's your choice. You can certainly do that. There's information all over as to where to get that. Just make certain that you use the Microsoft tool to make sure that your machine is up to par. This is one of the first operating systems ever where the requirements are this stringent. Uh, If you have an older processor, it's not going to go in. If you don't have quite enough memory, it's not going to go in. If your motherboard happens to be, I think it's like, I can't remember the exact age, but it's, it's, it's quite particular about what you put it in. And if you're running Windows 10, it'll upgrade almost automatic. I know people are running it and they're using it, and I'm getting mixed emotions from people it's some good some bad i think i'm gonna hold off and just wait a while um i've been testing it a little bit and playing around with it a little bit i just don't see the advantage to jumping in with both feet just yet they were supposed to be all ready to go and have it as perfected as humanly possible by the end of 2021 but i think they're still lagging a little bit behind but by all means if you want to do it go for it make sure you back up your data so if you have to rebuild in 10 or, or Windows 8, whatever you're using, you'll be able to do that as well. And good luck. All right, another quick one here before the weather break at 2.30. And then we still have time for more calls and texts at 651-461-9226. Uh, from our text line, Happy New Year. I know how to block unwanted numbers on my Android. But how do you block unwanted text numbers 
I'm inundated with them. How, how do you oh. go about blocking those? You know, I'm not sure. That's a that's really a good question. I I've never had that problem. Usually, texts are are right along with the phone number, and you get spam calls. But that's um that's a, that's a good one. I'm sure that you're able to do that. But if they're coming from a different address all the time, which I'm sure they might be, it's going to be really yep. difficult to block that. Uh, blacklist. Most phone providers where you're running your um, your messaging through, they are actually really conscious of the spam thing and messaging. They they do a really good job. This is unusual that you got this happening. I I, I don't have an answer. I wish I did. Yeah, and it, typically if you're getting texts or calls for from someone in your contact list, that's relatively easy. Or if it's a repeat. Or, or someone has a wrong number and keeps sending you stuff. I've had that happen before, but on my iPhone, it's been relatively easy to block that. The problem is, are the spam calls and the spam texts, and you're, you're kind of playing whack-a-mole there, in, yeah. in my experience. I I don't have a good answer either. Well, uh, nearly all of them. through. Yeah, nearly all the text programs, they're, they're kind of like mail. You got, you just tap block and report spam, uh, almost like the email that you have going on there. And it really depends on what you have for a device. Yep. Um, I do know that, that most of them have built-in blocking to what's called robo-text, kind of like robo-calls, same thing, just texting. And so we're, we're not, I don't know if I've ever even gotten spam on my messaging. It's uh, really unusual, and my, my phone number's been around a while. But that's uh that's very unusual. I think Apple's that yeah, <clears throat> iPhone's got it built in, and I'm sure if iPhone's got it, uh, Android does as well. But you can block them one at a time. I just don't know if that's going to be successful. It's, it's just too easy to to change the sender. Yeah, well, when I get spam text, they flow into another folder which is unknown. Contacts, so so it's kind of like a spam folder for messaging. But as we've talked about before, with certain types of of spam, um, it does a good job flowing into that folder, in my opinion. And I don't even look at that folder because yeah, eventually too. it will purge. And I know we've had callers that will take the time to go through their spam folder. I wouldn't bother because well, eventually not on, that'll not be on messaging for sure. No, yeah. not on not on SMS. No, I agree. Two thirty-two. Quick break. We'll come back. And we'll have more here on Tech Talk with Doug, but the weather first. We'll get to that momentarily here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is Tech Talk. Steve Thompson, Doug Swindahart here on this New Year's Day. Gary Clatt is our producer, the number 651-461-9226. Thanks so much for joining us. We sure do appreciate all the calls and the texts. Here's the number to do it. 651-461-9226. And that number is good for all our programs. Uh, Monday through Friday, Saturdays, Sundays, uh, you can call or text. 651-461-9226 is the phone number here on the program today. Uh, Doug, let's talk a little bit about email. We've got a couple of questions on email. And I'm going to try and roll these in because we have so many different ones. Number one, uh, is it a good idea to have multiple email accounts? Say you have a Comcast account. Is it a good idea to have a Gmail or a Yahoo or or some sort of other email service? I personally believe that it's absolutely essential. Uh, You know, our our Internet providers will all provide us an email as well, but you really want one that's independent, be it Gmail, Yahoo, 
idiot. There's a there's a number of them. Uh, if you're looking for more security and privacy, uh, Proton, and you're going to see more of these type of emails cropping up as well. I think it's absolutely essential. I, I've got, I think right now, I think I've got that I'm checking daily uh, five of them, which might be a little excessive. Uh, but for sure, if you've got one for family, one for work, and one that I like to call the junk email. If you know they're going to be spamming you, give them that one. And if you've got three, you should be in really good shape. Easy, easy, easy to manage and administer. And in addition, just the fact that you can do this little data trick that you do, sending yourself the email and attaching important documents and pictures and whatnot, that's a phenomenal idea. That alone would promote, you should promote you to have more than one email. Just get them all set up with IMAP so they're web-based. And if you need to learn about the difference between POP3 and IMAP, just open up a Google search engine or any search engine for that matter and just type in POP, the number three, POP3, space VS, space IMAP. There's really good explanations on the net about the difference between web-based and popped mail. But you definitely want to keep your, your email web-based much safer. And it helps to synchronize all of your devices. But yeah, my opinion, minimum of two should have three or four. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer, uh, work email, uh, private email, keep it separate, so on and so forth. There's some that sneak through uh, and get through, but I'm a big believer in keeping that uh, that stuff separate as, as much as you can, for sure. Uh, say, for instance, you have a Comcast email, and the reason I tell this story, way back when, uh, CenturyLink used to be called Quest. Um, I don't know how many years it's been, but uh, my wife had an email, and and many times when when those companies change hands or they change platforms or they change names, eventually they sunset those e- old emails, and that can become a nightmare. And oh that, my yes! And that's why having a, an email independent. I've had a Yahoo account, the same Yahoo account, for years now. Yeah. And and Yahoo's had their ups and downs, but the email account still works great. Yeah, Quest. They had the Q.com email. Yeah. And everybody had one. Well, then um, this little number from Microsoft and CenturyLink, or excuse me, Microsoft and Quest, they partnered up. And they did this great, big, huge contract. I don't know how the lawyers missed this, but nobody determined who was going to take care of the support. It was just a nightmare for almost a year. Uh, oh, no, that's a, you got to call Microsoft for that. Microsoft, oh, no, that's on Quest. You always talk to your provider. Microsoft just assumed that they would do it. And, of course, I don't know how Quest missed it, but it got missed. Many people had issues with this. Yeah, it was just, you're right to point that out. Not to mention, if I have uh, Xfinity Internet, and someday I decide that, well, I'm going to move over to CenturyLink now. They put in a new fiber optics in my house, for example. And the price is going to be twenty dollars a month less, and great service. Well, now I got to change my email. Either that, or I got to pay monthly to maintain my original Comcast email, Gmail, Yahoo, some separate outside email that keeps that all separate for you. And I think it should be separate. Keeps everybody honest. All right, and uh, as you pointed out, there are a lot of providers. Gmail, Yahoo are the big ones. There are others. Uh, you can go out and research that. Um, and some good services, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in not, not tying your email to your internet service provider. It just, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
limits your flexibility for sure. Uh, Best Buy Geek Squad put Windows Live uh, to run my email three years ago on a nice HP Windows 17-inch laptop. Uh, it's getting glitches. What do I do to, to move on? I don't want to keep paying Microsoft annually for the service. Oh, I agree. Um, here again, this is where like Gmail really shines. And I think Yahoo does this as well. If you have a Gmail account, once you get that set up, and you do not want to use your current email for like your emergency contact email. Uh, but once you do get it set up, there, right underneath the settings, you can add that email underneath Google as a pop account, and it will bring all that email in. And I explained to folks that just create a signature alerting everybody you do email with for a good six months that you're changing your email address. You're still going to get that other email for, I'd say, six months at the most. You shouldn't need to go any longer than that. And slowly change it. And this is a, a prime example of where you should have an independent email taken care of your, or to, to have within your toolbox. It just makes sense. And everybody should have a Gmail account. You just store photos, Google Drive, calendar, contacts. It just, just can't do any better than this. I, and it's still free. I hope it stays that way. But even if they were to charge 25 30 bucks a month, I'd buy it. I really would. It, people just don't have any idea. I don't think what's available in, in the Google Gmail and, the, and to have a Google account. Just really, really makes a lot of sense, especially if you're a small business. But that's my opinion. Um, from our text line here at 651-461-9226, here is another one that comes uh, to email. Uh, say you have an old, and, and I'm going to paraphrase here because it's a very long text. I, I worked for a long time with a company, and I, I got kind of business and private mixed. I retired. I, I want to archive some of that email that, that I did have. Um, I have the permission from my employer to do it. How, how do I kind of archive that and then break that spell and move out onto my own and create my own email account? Is it along the lines of what you just talked about? Well, a little bit more complex, but the big thing is, is he's got the permission from his employer. Yeah, if you're using a company email, that belongs to your employer. Yes. And as long as it, we have their approval, yep, you can have that. You open up your Gmail account and create Gmail or whatever you want to use, and then you download Thunderbird, and you establish your old business account under Thunderbird, but you set that up as POP3. That will download all of your messages onto that computer. As soon as you do that, if you want to put them back up in the cloud, you send them back up, you upstream them back up to your Google account. That's really the smartest way to go, or just pop them into Gmail, one or the other. But you got to run a, a POP3 email to get all of them off that, that server. As long as he can take them. Now, you can leave the messages on that server. This gets kind of hairy because some of this is going to be considered jointly owned. But yeah. the employer will always take precedence, always. All right, but get permission on that for sure. All right, oh, quick yeah. break. We will come back. We'll have much more from the text line here on Tech Talk, and there's still time to get in on the program. 651-461-9226. Call or text. You're on News Talk. 830-WCCO.
Tech Talk here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. Doug Swinhart, the hour goes so quickly. A happy new year. And, of course, we plan to be here Saturday as between 2 and 3, sports schedules permitting. And, uh, Doug, this is a great one to start this segment of the program. If I upgrade to Windows 11, will I lose all my files? Not if you back them up. And I've exactly. got a thought on that. Yeah, and you should be able to upgrade it from 10, and it should appear almost seamless. Nonetheless, when that's done, I highly recommend that you download, install, and run Pervazer, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. And it's P-R-I-V-A-Z, as in zebra, E-R.com. It's a great program. That will actually help to eliminate a lot of the future problems that could come from an upgrade. That cleans out all the old files and gets your hard drive all sectored and puts all the files in a contiguous format. It's a great program, and you can still get it for free. Yeah, good deal. But when, when you do anything to your computer or, or you open it up and you're swapping out RAM, it goes without saying. You can never go wrong having a fresh backup of your important documents, photos, etc. Back up your data and make that a New Year's resolution. Get, get a program and maybe spend a few bucks. I don't want to spend anybody's money for them, but... Uh, consider if you're you're not good or you're a procrastinator, um, you know, get get one of those paid services that will back up your files automatically. Absolutely. You can't say it enough. No. And really, this really is an area of computers that is, I think, the most neglected. If I were to compare it to taking care of your health, it'd be how often you think about your feet. It's just, it's just it really is that simple. And really, this is why you have a computer, is your data. We can replace hardware. You can replace operating systems, uh, Internet providers. What you can't replace is people's work, their data, their their banking records, and all the pictures of all of their anniversaries and birthdays and Christmases and holidays. Uh, you just can't stress it enough. And hard drive space is cheap. Either buy an external hard drive today, I would say a SSD drive if you can afford it, even they're coming down in price, or a backup service, or plan on half an hour, 40 minutes at most a week. It really couldn't possibly take you that long once you get organized and you know where your data's at. That's the big thing is having a plan. And once you get in that habit, and I think you are already, Steve, it's just like second nature. And it really, most people just do not appreciate backups until they need one and don't have it. And that's a sad, that's a sad, sad thing. Yeah, and you've run into it a lot over the years. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, smartphones and tablets. Uh, there are a lot of shops that have popped up that will do repairs, repair screens. What about swapping out batteries? Um, I, I have used these services before, mm-hmm. and they generally do a pretty good job. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Batteries Plus will put in a new battery in your phone. They're doing great work. And like you say, they're all over. Some of them that you send in, they got turnaround times now, shipping provided, of course, uh, 48 hours you got it back. Uh, But most people are going to want to do that local. I I normally don't promote any, any place, but I think Batteries Plus does a tremendous job. And they're all over the cities, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Great business. Uh, they really do well, um, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see that popping up more and more all the time. 
Yeah, f- um, for for uh, car car remotes, etc. Um, y- you name it. I- I've had very good luck with Batteries Plus over the years. That it, yeah. they they do a really nice job. But they're they're literally in just about every strip mall in town. There, there's got to be one near you where even if you crack the glass, they'll be able to replace it because these phones are so expensive. And depending on what your plan is with your your provider, they 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 certainly aren't cheap. And the idea that you can just oh swap them out and get a new one, uh, not so much anymore. And the the ability to repair, I think, has been a a great improvement. Oh yeah, well you know, and the new phones, the smaller they get, the more difficult they are to take apart and repair. And the screens today, that's usually the place where you're accessing to do any of the work. It does take some specialized equipment to get these things apart, and more importantly, put them back together. Almost all these screens today are using a glue. If you heat that glue up too hot, you're going to damage the inside components. If you don't get it hot enough, it's not going to stay in place more than a half a day. It's specialized work. It really is. And for the amount of money that most of these places charge, I'd prefer to just have it done. Really, it's... um. I thought about getting into this, but it's a, it takes some serious equipment to do it right. Yeah, and uh, one, once you do it a lot, they, they get the hang of it and are able to do it. I, I've been pretty happy when I've had this work done for sure. Uh, we, we've got a little bit of time left. L- let's get into this one. Uh, and it, it, It's about visiting websites. And they say, I, I don't visit a lot of websites, but when I go to some, it says, your connection is not private. Attackers might be trying to uh, steal uh, your information. What is what is going on there, Doug? You're, it really depends on how they have their browser set up. I actually see that quite frequently at my house in uh, Mozilla uh, Firefox. But I've got my Mozilla Firefox turned really quite tight. Uh, it, it won't it, it won't access anything unless it's got the HTTP. Uh, S, it has to be a secure site, and that alone will block off, I would guess, probably 15 to 20% of sites. You'd be amazed at the number of people who have yet to get completely secure and have an adequate certificate that, that they can prove that it's secure. There's a lot of sites out there that just haven't kept up. I think you should pay attention to that. But here again, if you really have a need to get to that website, then you might want to download the Tor browser, T-O-R. And this is uh, the Tor project. Uh, it will slow your computer down somewhat. But if you need to get to that site and you need to be anonymous and safe, that's your answer. Yeah, you don't have to buy a VPN. It's uh, it's all uh, user contributed. And it's a nice, nice deal. T-O-R. And just open up a Google or, or DuckDuckGo or a search engine and just type in T-O-R space project, the Tor project. They've got browsers for Windows, Mac, Linux, Unix, you name it, you can get it. Um, that's probably your safest way to get to that site and still have uh, a relatively clean connection without putting your computer at risk. That, that would be my suggestion. All right, Doug, uh, quick final thought uh, before we go uh, here here at the end of the program. We've got a couple of texts on this. Uh, you talked about that program uh, to, to run Provisor. What does it do? What's the value of it real quick? Yeah, this is kind of like a, I, I think of it as a, as a program that's somewhat similar to CCleaner. And we, I used CCleaner for 30 years. 
And Seek Leader is still a good program. But this provisor, it does so much better job cleaning files, especially Windows Update files. Anything that's dead, it will take out and it will restructure on your hard drive. Well, then the less that, that the size of your path, everything runs better. Smaller in computers is better. Tighter programming, always better. You want to stick with that, that philosophy. But Provisor has got a one-button thing. Once you get it all set up and configured, you open it up, you push one button, and away it goes. Just, just, it does an enormous amount of work in minutes. And it does a nice job and cleanly. I don't know of anybody that's actually had a problem with this. And that speaks for itself, in my opinion, as well. If you're not crashing computers, that's huge. Uh, and the warnings are very, very minimal. Uh, you put it on a computer that hasn't been cleaned up in five or six years. It may take six or seven hours to clean up the hard drive. But it just keeps rolling along. Computer goes to sleep. Doesn't matter. Runs in the background. You've got a little button on there that you can tell it to shut down your computer when it's finished. So it's a perfect scenario. I really like that program. P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R.com. Excellent program. All right, Doug, we got to run your phone number and email. Uh, Oh, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. Have a good week and stay warm, my, my friend. All right, you as well, Doug. A happy New Year to you and yours. And we have all the news. We have all the weather and then much more coming up on a Saturday. Here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way Pick your favorite team, your favorite players And get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.